on three ranks Maryland the eighth best team in the Big Ten? Is this too high or too low? You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us part of your day. I was looking through some rankings and realized on three, Maryland had Maryland at eighth in their weekly Big Ten rankings. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is way too low. I was going through all the teams that were in front of Maryland, and I was just like, no way. I understand our two wins aren't very inspiring, especially the last one against Charlotte. We went down. We were down at half. It wasn't our best game. But some of the teams they have in front of us, there's just ain't no way. Obviously, you would start with the big three with Michigan at one, Penn State at two, and Ohio State at three. I have no problem with those. I don't think anybody has any problem with those. I think you could argue the order of those top three but besides that I don't think anyone has a problem with the big three in the top three of the rankings but then at four is when it starts to get a little interesting they have Iowa at four I have been paying attention to the Big Ten and I've seen what Iowa has done and my honest opinion is I don't think they're better than Maryland I think they're really good out in defense and they got Cade McNamara now that everyone exci- was excited about because their offense couldn't do anything the last couple of years. And Cade's coming over from Michigan. But I would take Talia over Cade McNamara for sure at the most important position. I think they're better than them. And it's not like Cade has been lighting the world on fire. Let me read you a quick stat line. He went 12-22 for 123 yards, one interception against Iowa State. Against Iowa State. Iowa State's not a powerhouse right now. They're not an amazing program. They're a solid team, but 12-22 against Iowa State, that doesn't do it for me. They beat Utah State 24-14. to Clearly, their defense is getting some stops still, but I think our defense is actually really good too. I think our defense matches up with Iowa's defense. Okay, you can give the edge to Iowa, but on offense, I think we're better pretty much everywhere except for maybe offensive line. We're better at quarterback. Talia is better than Cade. I think we're better at running back. I think our wide receiver group is deeper. I think we can beat them. I think we're the better team. But if you want to put Iowa at four, okay. They're ranked 25th in the country, and they do have a good defense, but I think they're a little bit overrated. I think, honestly, you could slide Maryland in there at four, or right behind Iowa. But this is when it starts to get crazy. We have Minnesota at five. Did we see them play Nebraska? I understand Maryland hasn't played particularly well. But Nebraska looks so uninspiring. I mean, Minnesota looked really uninspiring against Nebraska and Coach Rule. It was a 10-13 game. Not good win at all. Nebraska was trying to lose that game, and they it was 10 to 13 in a game where Nebraska's quarterback threw three picks. Three picks. Their quarterback, Jeff Sims, threw three picks, and Minnesota could only win 10 to 13. And we just saw Nebraska get 
crushed by Colorado. I understand everyone's on the Colorado hype train. I understand Colorado has one of the best quarterbacks in the country, Shadir Sanders. But that Nebraska team isn't very good. So that 10-13 to win against Nebraska for Minnesota doesn't look good to me. I can't see putting them at five. There's no world that right now that Minnesota team is better than our Maryland team. It's going to show a lot this week for Maryland as we take on an actual Power 5 team in Virginia, a Power 5 team that's struggling. I understand we haven't played anyone. I understand we didn't look great. But in no world am I putting Minnesota with how they played above us, especially with what we know can happen from Talia, what we know can happen with our wide receiver core, what we know can happen with Bo Braid, one of the best safeties in the country, Tarheeb Still, and Jaquan Shepard, one of the best cornerback duos in the country, Jay Sean Barham, maybe the most talented linebacker in the Big Ten. Obviously, there's some other really good ones. But we have players all over the place. There's no way we put Minnesota at five above us. And then Wisconsin at six is kind of interesting. Wisconsin started the season ranked in the top 25. A lot of people had a lot of high hopes for them. Good team. But why are they at six above us? They lost the game to Washington State. Washington State has a solid program. But they're one and one. I can't see putting them above us right now while they're one and one. I understand they have their new coach and Coach Fickle, and everyone's excited about Wisconsin, but they're one and one now. So I can't really see why they're at six above us. They do have a good team, they have a really good back. But in terms of them being ahead of us at one and one, I think I would like a two and oh Maryland over them. But overall, there's no reason for Minnesota to be at five. Iowa to be at four. Uh, Iowa at four, you could argue, but I still think we're better than Iowa. Minnesota at five is crazy. Wisconsin at six after the loss. I just can't see it. I understand Maryland wins haven't been great, but we're 2-0 and oh at the end of the day. And then maybe the worst of them all, the most disappointing one, is putting Rutgers above us. Rutgers at seven? Let me remind you what we did to Rutgers last year. It was 0-37. to I understand they look better this year, but they don't look that much better. I can't see how we get to this Maryland above, I mean, Rutgers above Maryland. They played the worst team in the Big Ten in a program that has lost their coach, and people are starting to hit the portal in Northwestern. Northwestern's the worst team in the Big Ten. They're one of the worst Power Five teams. And it's not like Rutgers lit the world on fire against them, but somehow they find themselves here at seven above us. And then they beat Temple. Like, okay, it's Temple. Where their QB completed under 50% of their throws. That's not very inspiring for if Talia had completed under 50% of his throws against Temple, we would have a problem. We're complaining because Talia threw two interceptions against Charlotte, but 50 under 50% of their throws against Temple is concerning. I didn't dig into it too much. I didn't watch the game. I don't know if it's more of a receiver problem, more of a quarterback problem, but it doesn't matter. They have some problems if they can't complete over 50% of their throws against Temple. So in what world is Rutgers better than us? I think honestly, and I think honestly, Maryland should be four or five. 
No way Rutgers is above us, but I think, honestly, that people are overreacting to our two wins. I thought our Towson win was it was oh, it was solid win. It wasn't anything special. Nothing, like, jumped out at you. But the Charlotte win for us was concerning. It was. But people are overreacting a little bit. I thought I was overreacting a little bit after the Charlotte win. But other people are overreacting after the Charlotte win where it didn't look great. Because no way in any world I would have Rutgers above us or a Minnesota above us. And we'll get a chance to play some of these teams. It'll all get shaken out for sure as we continue to go on. But I'm, I just can't put those teams above us right now. And then Wisconsin has a loss on the season. Maybe it's just purely based on this year and it doesn't matter what we looked like last year and how we had a good record last year and how we had eight wins last year and Talia is the best Maryland quarterback ever and Roman Hemby was amazing last year. Jay Sean Barham, freshman All-American linebacker. Bo Braid supposed to be a top five safety in the NFL draft. Maybe it doesn't matter of last year's production. Maybe they're not talking about that. It's just purely this year's production. And if it's pure just how these teams have looked this year, and we're not taking anything else into account, which honestly there's no way that ranking can be, that just doesn't make a lot of sense, then maybe you can slide us there. But at the same time, it's like we know what we have. We have arguably the best quarterback in the conference. A lot of people might argue for um, J.J. McCarthy or Drew Aller now even or different guys. But a lot of people would argue for Talia being the best quarterback in the Big Ten. So we have the best quarterback at the most important position. We have one of the best receiver groups. We have a really one of the best secondaries. Okay, we struggle on the offensive line, but it got better last game. I just can't really see how we are now ranked the eighth best team in the Big Ten when a lot of people think we're the fourth or fifth best team in the Big Ten. I looked at other rankings. They didn't have us that low. They had us around four, five, six, which I think is a whole lot more realistic overall. Has Caleb Wheatland taken over the starting linebacker spot? We'll talk about it after this message from eBay Motors. Pass and drive and patience is what brings home. The winning trophy is also what keeps you ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride. Every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guarantee. Fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Jason Barham is the leader of the linebacker room. But Caleb Wheatland deserves to be the other starter. At the beginning of this season, I honestly wasn't exactly sure how the linebacker room would shape up. With so many good players in that room, Ruben Hippolyte came back from injury, and it's now his 
senior year, and a lot of people expected him to be the starter next to Jayshon Barham. But we know that Caleb Wheatland also played a ton last year as a true freshman. So we had two true freshman linebackers play last year, and Jayshon Barham and Caleb Wheatland. And we knew Ruben Hippolyte was coming back from injury this year. We knew we were bringing in four-star linebacker Michael Harris, and we knew we had another veteran, Gote. So we knew the linebacker room is loaded, and everyone was basically going to play because that's how the Maryland staff does it. That's how the Maryland culture is. Everyone basically plays if you're a good, solid player. But the starters do play more than the other players. So I think this is important to talk about. And I think Caleb Wheatland deserves to be the other starter. The first game, it was Ruben Hippolyte. He was the starter. And Hippolyte's a really good player. I expected a big year for him. He's athletic. He's big. He has sideline to sideline speed. I think he can be really good. But Caleb Wheatland has been too good to ignore. And it's not like Ruben Hippolyte has played poor anything, but Caleb Wheatland has just been too good to ignore. Obviously, Jason Barham is on another level. He's one of the best in the Big Ten, and he's going to be a guy that plays on Sundays, but Wheatland has made his case to be right next to him in the starting group, and I think the coaching staff kind of saw that against Charlotte. Look at the snap count against Charlotte. It's not a huge difference, but Caleb Wheatland had 16 snaps to Hippolyte's 14 snaps. What does this mean? It's only a two-snap difference, but if you think about it, I think that means a lot because you would expect Hippolyte to have more snaps over Wheatland, especially the game was close. It wasn't like a blowout. So you would expect Hippolyte, if he's the starter, to have more snaps over Wheatland, even if it's a couple. Those couple snaps for how much Maryland rotates is more than you would think and more important than you would think. So the staff clearly thinks that it looks like Wheatland is going to be the starter next to Barham. Barham had closer, had the most snaps in linebacker room with like 22 or something like that, I want to say. So it looks like Wheatland has taken over the second linebacker spot, which is a starting spot, which I think is kind of the move to go right now. Honestly, I have trust in both of those guys, but Wheatland has been playing amazing. Have you seen the couple of plays he made against Charlotte on a couple of run, defend, run defensive plays? He making some plays, and he's only a true sophomore. Him and Barham have a chance to be the best linebacker duo in the Big Ten next year as juniors, and one of the best linebackers or two linebackers in the country also. And you add four-star Michael Harris, who I was impressed with one of the plays he made in the first game against Towson. I was like, oh, my gosh, now I can see why he's a four-star. Those three guys are going to have a chance to be one of the best linebacker trios in the Big Ten for the next couple of years. Uh, like I said, I think Hippolyte's awesome veteran player with talent, but Wheatland has just flashed so much. And then I saw on Instagram, Maryland named Wheatland the defensive MVP of the last game against Charlotte. I actually said it was Jason Barham because Jason Barham had two sacks and whatnot, but they said it was Wheatland. So you can see that. He's clearly played really well. I want to say he had five tackles against Charlotte, and he, he's really good against the run. And he's not like a freak in nature or anything like that or a guy that's going to surprise you with his athletic tools, but he's just going to make the right play, right time, be in the right gaps. And honestly, I think we kind of need that. Barham's kind of the freak. He's the guy that can come off the edge. He's the guy that can run a four, five, four, six. 
40, like Barham's the freak of the group. Wheatland can be the solid guy, solid player, always in the right spot, always in the making good plays. But I do want to emphasize, I think Hippolyte's a really good player, and I, I don't know what they're going to do next game. I'll be interested to see. I think it's a big competition in that linebacker room. But like I said, they love to rotate guys through, so different guys play a lot. Um, but I also want to see Michael Harris. There was a second where I was like, there's a possibility I think Michael Harris should be the actual starter next to Jayson Barham, but I've taken that back. I want to see Michael Harris develop a little bit more. I think next year Michael Harris will play a ton, and eventually when Barham's off to the NFL, Michael Harris will step right in and be one of the best linebackers in the Big Ten. So I love how, honestly, I love how Loxley has recruited in that room. I think we're in good hands but honestly at the end of the day Wheatland has just flashed a little bit more for me he was healthy last year he played well last year in spots um so honestly I think it's Wheatland's job now but we'll see who they bring out first against Virginia that will be the tell who is starting and then also will be the tell is the snap count at the end of the Virginia game but we'll update you on that after the Virginia game and then also Gote, we can't forget about him, veteran player, senior. He's also very solid. He gets to play. He's not anything super special or anything, but he's similar to Wheatland in the fact that he's a, a guy that we could trust just to be in the right position and make some plays. Virginia is one of the most important games of the year. I tell you about that after this message from eBay Motors and the Locked On community. College football season is here, and this season Locked On is kicking up your coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving anti- antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication, delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than 360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical.com, promo code Locked On. Maryland versus Virginia is one of the most important games of the year, including Big Ten games. I want to read this quote, what Coach Loxley said about it being a rivalry. I mean, I give it the respect that it deserves. I mean, there's been a lot of history, a lot of years. 
that game and you know I've got respect for those type of games and there's no doubt that it's still a rivalry, but more for our fans than it is for us because of us being part of the Big Ten now. I I do disagree a little bit with what Coach Loxley is saying. This is a super important game. I talked about it a couple times in the offseason because this is one of the most important games on the Maryland schedule, including the Big Ten games. Obviously, it's a rivalry going back to the ACC game. Maryland-Virginia, two close teams, a teams that are only a couple hours away, teams that battle for recruits. That's the number one thing for me. I think about it in a recruiting landscape. Recruiting is the most important thing for college football. That's how you build your program. That's how you get wins. That's how you start to win Big Ten championships. That's how you win a national championship. It's bringing out top recruiting classes. Look at Georgia. Number one recruiting class year after year. Top five year after year. Look at Alabama. Top five recruiting class year after year. Look at Ohio State in our conference. Top five recruiting class every year. The teams that are the top that are always in the national championship conversation bang out top five recruiting classes every year. Obviously, we're not there yet. We're not close to being there. But why does that come in play against Virginia? Why is the Virginia game so important? We compete with Virginia for recruits. Our quarterback, our quarterback commit in the 24 class, Christian Martin, he was deciding between Maryland and Virginia. They were both in the mix, and we beat out Virginia. Right now, we are the better program than Virginia. We are more talented team. We've gotten more wins. We have better players right now. I think we have a better culture in place. And so right now, we're able to beat out Virginia for a lot of guys in Virginia. But we love to go in Virginia for recruits. It's called the DMV recruiting for a reason. D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Those are the main guys that Maryland is going to. To get over 50% of Maryland's roster is part or was from the DMV area. So we need to maintain being a better program than Virginia in all around and anything. It's very important that we beat them because we want to continue to go into Virginia and get top recruits. Then we need to establish that. Where the place you want to be in the DMV? Obviously, Virginia is not really considered exactly the DMV, but it's only an hour or so or a couple hours away. So they love to come to the DMV to recruit, and I'm sure they would like to do it better. They probably haven't done it as well as they have want. And if they beat Maryland, then that's a big step in recruiting pitches. That's a big step in a lot of different things to be able to recruit. But also, it's just a rivalry going back to the ACC games. It's a game... That gets the fans hype, like Coach Loxley said. I agree with him in that part, in that we want to beat the team that only comes over on a bus ride that's a couple hours away, and that is often linked together when talking about sports. We want to beat Virginia, and it is one of the most important games for that reason, especially because of the recruiting landscape overall. But like I said, we were able to beat out Christian Martin, considered Virginia. And then Makai White is from Virginia, one of our top wide receiver commits, four-star wide receiver. He considered Virginia was in his offers list. There's so many guys from Virginia in our 2024 class. I'm sure it's going to be like that in our 2025 class. Overall, there's just a lot of guys 
from Virginia. But thanks for listening to Locked on Terps. Tomorrow we'll get into some more of the Virginia personnel and roster, talking about what we need to do to beat them. So make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. We're here every day to talk about the Maryland Terps. And But thanks again for listening to Locked on Terps.